Good evening, and welcome to The Table On Air, your primary source for learning about what's new, what's happening, and what's what in Black LGBTQ culture. For those that don't know, I know I say that all the time, but for those that don't know, I'm your host, Darius Caffey, and I thank you for showing up to this space. We're about to get real real, as always, a little deep, and maybe a little teary, but we're gonna have some fun, so stick around for the ride. We have a very special guest joining us today from the creative arts scene, for all the art people out there. But for now, here's the latest and greatest in this week's Black Report. Do you remember when they used to tell us as kids, be seen, not heard? Well, I do. And let me tell you why I've always had a problem with it. When we tell kids or people to be seen, not heard, we're unintentionally telling them that what they have to say is not important. And it conditions them to believe that their presence in spaces is enough. But that's not the truth. Our presence is enough to help us be seen. But if society truly wants to know how we feel about things, we must be heard as well. This is why creating space at the table is simply not always enough. We have to take up space too, especially as black queer folks. When we create more opportunities for the black LGBTQIA community to not only be seen, but also heard, we create more opportunities for diverse voices to join us at the table. Being able to take up space as a marginalized voice helps our experiences become validated and can unintentionally help others validate theirs. When you listen to someone, you are intentionally creating space for them to share their story. And for a lot of us, there's power in telling it. It gives us more control over our own lives, helps us express how we feel, and trains us to become comfortable in the parts of ourselves that we've hidden from the world. I'm here to tell you now, that this space at our table is meant for you to be heard. So let's talk. When I think about taking up space and letting our voices be heard, two things come to mind. One is the recent book, We See Each Other by Travell Anderson with a foreword by Angelica Ross. It explores black trans representation throughout TV and film, which in my opinion, is a direct example of us taking up much needed space. Another example of this is the new PBS show, Brave Spaces, hosted by Devin Norell. In the eight-part docuseries, Black, Queer, Trans, and Non-Binary Communities come together detailing their experiences about living and existing in society. These stories are important because they help our people be seen for who they are and heard for the things that they've been through, which is really all we ever want. I commend these two change makers for continuing to take up space in a world that has historically tried to deny them, and I thank them for their courage. So, for you two, I know you're on your own journey of learning how to take up space. I thank you because it's not an easy fight, but together we will continue to be heard. That's the wrap on our Black Report with a QUE. And until next week, keep finding ways to celebrate yourself. Joining us as a guest today, we have published fine art and portrait photographer, visual artist, and storyteller, Lauren Tony. Welcome to the table, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. I'm glad for you to be here. I'm glad for you to be able to be in community with me and to be able to share a little bit more about your journey with both myself and our people far, near, in Chicago, not in Chicago, because they deserve to hear it. I think from, from knowing you and from talking to you as friends and from learning about the little bits of your journey, 
I think it's well deserved that you have the space to talk about it. I think that it's important work and I'm glad to be able to give some light to you today to be able to expand on all those things and, you know, figure out what that process has continued to look like for you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. This is like such a fun experience and or like an awkward experience between the <laughs> both of us because it's like we're so casual and we have these conversations, period. So now that we're in the space to be able to just like draw that conversation out and really give the time and effort that's necessary is super exciting to me. So thank you for having me. It means a lot to me. So no happy problem. pride. Happy pride. <laughs> like we're happy, doing it. We're doing it and we're going to continue to do it. So we're going to jump right into it because I want us to get to the nitty gritty. Let's everything. talk about it. Let's Let, do it. Let's talk about it. So to kick us off, can you describe your style as an artist, the different scenes that you've been able to create in, the different things about it that inspires you, and what vibe you typically go for? Hmm. Okay, cool. I'm definitely gonna have to have you repeat a couple of them you. questions once I, I get in you. there. But it's really but... just about your style as an artist. Oh, for sure. Um, my style as an artist, my thing that I always tell people is I want to elevate what real life looks like. Um, I am very much so an observer more than I am a scene creator, if that makes sense. Um, I navigate art through asking questions and genuine curiosity and like wanting to fully understand people. Because um, I find, I tell people all the time, people rarely tell the truth straight out of their mouth. Mm -hmm. um, and you got to kind of ask certain yes, questions. Yeah, you got to ask in backwards way for people to re really kind of show you the kind of person that they are. So as far as like the spaces and scenes that I create in, I tell people all the time that I'm so grateful that photography has brought me to really interesting places. Like my camera has gotten me into spaces where I can photograph live music and sit down with an artist before they go on for their set like that's a very intimate yeah. situation and i live for also intimacy very exclusive yeah you get some exclusive opportunities it's so weird when people say that because when i'm <laughs> in it i'm just like i'm a girl with my camera and i'm just here but yeah. like i i also am starting to realize people are like wow you've done really cool things and i just like am very grateful that my camera has brought me into different spaces that have allowed me to know people I would have never had the opportunity to know. Um, and that's one of my favorite parts about it. I love getting to know people. Um, and so I've done like puppet photography for like theater. I've done portraiture, I've done documentary work, I've done editorials, like, I don't know. I've, I've done so many things, but I think what I bring to every single environment is I try to assimilate to whatever environment I'm in and like notice the culture of that. Cause like, Theater has a particular culture. Um, puppetry has a very specific culture. Uh, music has a specific culture. And I kind of want to be a fly on the wall, you know? Yeah. I want to let people do their thing and observe it and be like, I want to elevate this. Like, not even going to lie to you, I'm sitting in this room right now having a conversation with you. <laughs> and my brain is like, I can make a photo out of this. Yeah. Like, this moment feels so intimate. You have like, eye for it. Yeah, it's like, I can't not add emotional meaning to very small things like even when you picked up these cards and like you had them in your hand like my brain is thinking in close-ups yeah. so i think that i am deeply inspired by real life um and being in the present moment as best as i can be because it's real easy for me to not be mm -hmm. so photography is kind of like an anchor that i use yeah um, and yeah. i feel like you do that really well because i was briefly looking through your portfolio to make sure i had everything right and <laughs> just being able to see all of the different environments one that you have been able to capture you know authentically like i see it and i see the moment happening i don't see 
this person, you know, taking photos or being a photographer, I see the moment happening. Mm. And I think that that's what I find most beautiful about your work is that you're able to place yourself into that space and into that scene, that time, wherever it's at through the visuals that you provide. And mm. it, it, it covers so many realms of spaces, like you said, with the theater and live music and even editorial and more landscape. Like you, you do a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. You really are a very talented person and being and to see it continue to come to life and to hear that, you know, you've been able to continue to be in these different spaces and be invited and have the opportunity to grow that. I love to hear it and am happy to see you continue to grow in these different areas. Thank you. And this is something I want to talk to the audience about. <laughs> um, this happens really often where if you're an artist, hear me, hear me right now. Um, a lot of people try to pigeonhole you into one or two things. They're like, pick one thing and do that thing really well. This is humbly put, I'm a representation of, I do all of it. Like as Darius is saying, like, I love portrait photography. I love landscapes. I love live music. I love editorial. Like I'm a multi-hyphenate artist. And if you want to be a multi-hyphenate artist, you can be a multi-hyphenate artist. I would argue you're a multi-hyphenate artist and you I do it well. It. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So like, I think that I, and that ties into the queerness thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're taught so much to like, you have to be a thing. Adaptability. You need to do this and you need to be palpable for all people to be able to understand who you are and what you do. And like, you need a brand, but also not having a brand is a brand, yeah. you know, and that's also okay. So I think like, yeah, like as queer black people, people have been trying to tell us who we are our whole lives. I don't, I don't subscribe to that, so. And won't. Mm -mm. And everything that I'm doing is because now that I want to do it. And like you said, like we have been placed into these boxes and these social images, but now we're not living in that world anymore. We're learning how to cultivate our lives to be what we want it to be and to tell the world and narrate our own stories and show up, you know, how we want to and not how other people want us to see. So I'm glad that you've been able to do that and lean more into your queerness and lean into your black queerness. Because yeah. that within itself is multidimensional and multifaceted black queerness, you know, experience and spectrum. So for sure, just seeing that experience, that knowledge, that insight and talent come from that and grow from that is beautiful. So I want to ask, how have you continued to grow your talents through your identity mm. and through the work that you're doing? That is a fantastic question. Um, yeah, you did that. <laughs> uh, I always tell people I have like a very complex relationship to my queerness. Um, I think as a young person, I always had an inner knowing. And you know how like a lot of people that have our inner knowing, we're closeted. Like we put ourselves in a closet in a shame way. Mine was never navigated through shame. It was always like, this is something that feels really intimate and organic and authentic to me. And I kind of want to keep that close to my chest. And I don't want to give that to people until I'm ready to give it the attention that it deserves, right? Um, I grew up being like bullied for different reasons. And I mean, not really like the queer thing, but like I was a chubbier kid. I was a little weird and probably because I was queer. I feel like there's a thread of like, awkwardness or misplacement or discomfort that comes a little bit more readily to queer youth than I think it happens for like straight youth. And as of late as an adult, 
I'm I've only been out like two or three years. So like, congratulations. thank you. And it it was when I needed it to be like it very much so felt like a coming into my own rather than a coming out of a closet. Yeah. Like you're inviting I, other people into who you've already known you were. That is the perfect way to put it. It was never a I don't want people to know it was. Well, I'm still navigating that for myself. Mm -hmm. And until I'm ready to show that to the world, I don't want to show it to the world. And. I think there's this interesting dichotomy of how I present as an artist, though, because me as an artist is the antithesis of that. I create stuff and I kind of don't care if people think it's good or they think it's fantastic. I'm going to put it out, you know, and I think that helped me balance those energies. But as an adult, what I'm using my queerness to do is connect with other people that had similar stories to me mm -hmm. and or the ones that had the different stories, mm -hmm. because a lot of black queer people that I know, a lot of their queerness is so heavily rooted in the trauma of that experience, mm -hmm. like feeling like people were super homophobic towards them or like feeling like they were afraid of being caught at being gay. And it's just like, I didn't have that experience. And I think it's important to acknowledge that. And I'm gonna elevate my parents and my family for a second. Yeah. Cause like, I just didn't grow up with homophobia in the same way that a lot of us do. And so I use my story. Like I write about my story a lot. I talk about my story a lot because it was, my queerness was always rooted in love. Hi, I'm Hugo Valta, host of Three Questions With. Latino communities are more likely to face hunger than non-Hispanic communities. In response to the need, the Gage Park Latinx Council launched El Mercadito. We need to make sure that people are eating and sustaining themselves in order to think of how we're bettering our community. Join us this Wednesday at 7.30 in the evening via Channel 19, streaming on CanTV.org and the CanTV Plus app. I want people to know that like we can raise our kids to be like that now. We don't have to put our kids through like this very traumatic thing. And I feel like the youth feel that and they know that like they're out here, they're being themselves. They know queer flags yeah. and pride stuff that I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? Like these youth these days. I'm happy for I'm them. I'm so happy for them. I'm so proud of them. And I'm just grateful for the space that we and our forefathers and ancestors, the people who identify, you know, the same way as us has paved the way for them yeah. to be able to live the lives that they truly are meant to and destined to live and can do so so authentically and so freely and joyfully. I, I see so many queer youth enjoying themselves. And yeah. that to me, it doesn't make me upset that I didn't get it, but it makes me so happy that somebody else does and that they're able to use that to live a better life and to live a more happier life and mm -hmm. to pass that on to other people. And I agree with that. That's the perfect way to put it. I navigate my queerness through joy. Mm. Like I'm intentionally so like, I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to be this person. I talk about it freely. I I take it a lot less seriously. Like yeah. it's a very lighthearted, like fun thing for it's me. It's a learning journey. It is. And it's just like, there's a youthfulness that it brings to me because it's like, you know, for a lot of people that are either late bloomers or later in life, queer people, like you kind of miss that opportunity to be that silly, romantic, goofy person when you're in high school. And it's like, now I feel like a teenager again, mm -hmm. um, which is a whole nother thing. But I think I navigate that through my artistry and storytelling of like trying to amplify these kind of voices. So like, for example, my project vignettes, which I've talked to you about, I've talked to Terrell about, like all of our friends know about it and we'll be a part of that. Yeah, um, I want to amplify, especially black male queer voices because i think that y'all have this dichotomy that is just like incredible where it's like everything that people wanted you to be mm -hmm. you're not mm -hmm. and you have this beautiful sense of like 
I've told you this when we hanging out on wine Wednesdays, I'm like, I've never been in a space that's like just full of black queer people. Like I stopped and I saw what we were doing. I'm like, this is a bunch of black queer people talking around a table. Like and it's intentional. It's we're, same way with this. We're intentionally creating spaces to make people feel seen and loved like, mm-hmm. and welcome. Like we want you to feel like you belong here and that we actually care about you because we do. Yeah. And it, it never doesn't feel that way. Every time I've been in your home, every time I'm in your presence, I'm like, this is such an inviting presence. And I a want to give that back to y'all. But I b want y'all to be able to express some of those hurts if you want to. Mm-hmm. I want y'all to be able to feel safe enough to tell other people that have the same journey as you like, hey, I made it through. And this is how I made it through. It's like almost like this vignettes project, which is a documentary project, of course, about black male masculinity and navigating that i want it to be like a guidebook mm-hmm. for other young black men or youth and things like that and i think that y'all are paving the way in a really wonderful really intentional really kind way that people that are taught they need to be super masculine aren't often afforded that opportunity there is a genuine softness and warmth that i feel like my best friend austin is a queer black man like and I don't think I felt a friendship as intimately and deep and soft as the one that I have with him. Mm -hmm. And I want other people to see that because like random, especially white people that see y'all on the street got a completely different understanding of who you are. And I, I hate that, honestly. And that's why I lead with curiosity. I ask questions because I have my own biases, too. Right. Like. I can see a person and make an assumption and I could be completely wrong. And that's why, like, I love conversation. I love you know, being in somebody's home, yeah. a lot of vignettes happens in intimate spaces for people. And it's like, I give them the power, like they are the person with the upper hand when I'm making these images of them and it's things like that. Story. Yeah, it's their space, their story, their way. So yeah, I hope that answered your question. It did, it <laughs> did. It answered that one and so many more. So I thank you so much for sharing and of being course. vulnerable with that. Cause I know it takes a lot of thinking and process to get to that level of understanding mm-hmm. of not just your queerness or your blackness, but where you are as a person and how that continues to show up in the world and the things that you invest in. So thinking about that, yeah. how are you continuing to reinvest in yourself mm. and the things that you care about? That is an excellent question. I, as of late, have been, um, I write a lot, I think a lot. I do a lot of that. Um, I'm Come also I do a lot of that. Thinking I do a lot of that. I do a lot about thinking of it. Like, but like, I'm also in this space now where I've, I think I've acquired a lot of knowledge about what I'm going through. And I'm in that space now where I have to take the information that I've learned and hard. actually put it into action. Mm-hmm. And that is the hardest part of it. Knowing what you should do and doing what you should do, two different ballgames. Yeah, um, in ways that I do that is, um, I recently picked up pottery and it was something that I've always wanted to do. I saw the movie Ghost when I was a kid and I saw the little like love scene where they was like doing the um, they were like making a piece together. And I was like, I want that. (laughs) That's the life I want to live. And so I was like, I'm going to go try that. And I deeply fell in love with it. Um, And the way that that's a reinvestment into myself is I'm a perfectionist. And I learned very quickly in pottery, you can't be a perfectionist. Like you're kind of taught, like you're going to mess a bunch of stuff up. Like the first day you sit down in a pottery class, they're like, we're not taking any of this stuff home. Mm. Don't try to make something perfect. We're here to do this. Um, Pottery is a skill. You can't be a perfectionist. And it allowed me to let go so much 
you know? Did and it teach you something about life? It did. I think that um, prior to taking that class, I took life really seriously. And I mean, I'm still learning how to not take it as seriously, like, and just be in a moment and accept it for whatever it is and just, like, have that. But it taught me that, like, you have to mess up to do great things. Um, when you do something for the first time, it's always going to feel a little cringy. And being cringe is not something to be afraid of. Like, It's not. I'm learning to... To be okay with that. Yeah. Like, the, and I feel like cringe is such a thing that's like imposed upon you. Like for me to impose cringe upon myself is kind of crazy. Like I'm, I'm adding this stuff that other people are expecting out of me yeah. and being like, Ooh, I can't do that because other people are going to think it's weird. And I don't want to be that person. So when I was in that space, it was like, I'm learning that it's okay to make something in a moment and it doesn't have to be amazing or great or beautiful. It can just be that thing. Or um, that the better, the more you try something, the better you feel about doing it. It's not about how it looks, but like, how do I feel when I'm in that environment? How do I feel when I'm in that space, right? So I think that's the biggest thing that it's taught me about life is like, life ain't perfect and it's not meant to be. So push through. Yeah, keep pushing, keep striving and keep thriving because that's yeah. what you're doing is continuously learning how to thrive and doing it the way that you want to do it. For sure. You're creating your own story. Exactly. You're creating history for yourself and your family. I'm trying. <laughs> you are. I appreciate you that. Are. You are. Yeah. You got to say that. And I, I'm selling you that because I'm also yeah. talking to myself because I need to keep saying that too. I was going to say, I was thinking the same thing. As soon as you said it, I was like, no, you're doing that. You know, like it's so. We can go back and forth if you want <laughs> That's the thing. I feel like it's so easy to be like, dang, like I can really acknowledge what that other person is doing. But when it's time for me to be like, look at all the stuff you've done. I'm like, oh, no, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, and it's a hard like line to walk you know and i i appreciate you saying that because it is something that i also need to do so i hope you're doing it as well yep i am <laughs> <laughs> i am no i and I, I seriously am because the more that i talk about what i'm doing the more i know i want to make history and i know that i i currently am but i mm -hmm. being a black queer person and being in the societal realm of the way that people have perceived us and you know, just see our work and our worth. I'm moving out of that space. I see myself in a much brighter light and I'm leaning into that and I'm learning how to advocate for myself and how mm. to tell people what I'm doing and be proud of it. Like, I'm already proud of it, but being proud when I talk about it mm. and not saying I'm trying something, I'm doing it. That's real. I'm doing it. We're creating history. We're creating movement. It doesn't stop here. It's going to continue to go. It won't just start with me or end with me. It'll mm. continue to translate into other people, into other fields, other professions, other conversations. And it's going to hopefully change lives. Yeah. And that's what I wanted this space to be. And for other people to come into this space and see it as, as a way for us together to change lives and for the better. For our people, for the people that care about us, for the people that support us. And the people that come before or after us, because mm -hmm. sometimes we inspire older people and we don't even know it. That's real. I've had those kind of conversations. I also want to say before I move on from that, um, I heard you say, hopefully we'll inspire lives. You're already doing it or change lives. You're right. You're, you're doing it now. Like, you're I right. think like me having like even on a micro level, mm -hmm. like you offering me this space is so important to me because like three years ago, pre out me would be like, I can never imagine myself yep. being on a like 
show yeah. with a friend and like identifying openly as queer and like being able to be a part of this conversation, you know? And there's a whole nother like we could get real deep into the deep dives of yeah. like we'll save that for why not. Exactly. Exclusive only. <laughs> no, literally it's not for y'all. <laughs> um but yeah, for sure. That's good. That's good. And I I really am grateful to to hear all the, the things that you're able to continue to do and the way that life has treated you. Cause I think that mm-hmm. acknowledging that there have been points of our lives where we have felt more of that support and that love and it has, you know, changed our trajectory of how we see things and how we engage with people. I think that that's beautiful. And so I'm yeah. glad that you have been able to have that and you pour that into other people. I feel it when <laughs> we're together and when we talk and have conversations. So I know other people feel it as well. So thank you, Lauren, so much for being here with me at the table sharing so much about yourself but in a way that is really just you kind of talking about what what you've been doing and who you are because that's the most important is just seeing ourselves as our most authentic versions and i get that and i hope everybody else gets that because this is our true us and we're going to continue to do that and be that and shine a lot on our community on the things that we're doing and on more conversations so i really do appreciate you for being here with me for sharing space with our people and our community and bringing more love and light into everything that we're doing. For sure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. Anytime, any place. It don't just got to be here. Like I said, one, one Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But that does include us for today. So Amazing. I really hope that you've been able to receive something from me because I definitely received a lot from you. Oh, 3000%. And hopefully everybody else does as well. So amazing y'all already know we'll be back next time with more black folks being represented at the table but until then peace out